comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Kingdom Adit. Kingdom Adit. I believe that you are enjoying this fast and uh, you are enjoying the fellowship of the Spirit. We still want to pray. This is the time of personal supplication. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all thy cares upon him, for he careth for you. It's always encouraging when I read that scripture. God cares for you. And he cares about your every need. Every need. Every area of your life, God cares. And so this is an opportunity for you to bring. Our Fresh Fire Week is an opportunity not only to be empowered spiritually, but it also presents us with a fine opportunity to present our cares before God. So this is the time. In the next few minutes, open your mouth and present your prayer, petition, and personal desires unto God. Whatever is a border on your mind, whatever is a concern for your life and your family, you want to present it to God now. Open your mouth and speak to God. Lord, we thank you. You are God that cares. You care about our needs. You care about the concerns of our lives. And so in the name of Jesus, we pray that, Lord, you meet every need in this season. Meet every need in this season. Every need, be it financial, social, marital, emotional, job. Meet every need in this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let this season be for your people a season of supernatural favor. Let this season be a season of divine progress and advancement for your people. Let this season be a season of uncommon visitation, strange liftings, strange promotions for your people. In the name of Jesus, your word declares that when men are cast down, we shall say there is a lifting up. Let there be a lifting up for everyone hooked to this broadcast at this time. Let there be a lifting up. Let there be a lifting up. Let there be a change of position, dramatic change of position for everyone in this season. Every member in this assembly, every member in any of our churches, every member watching this broadcast, whatever time of their lives, let there be a supernatural turnaround. Even as they call upon you, we thank you, Spirit of God, for hearing us and for granting our petitions. We receive them by faith in Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you believe that that prayer petition you presented is returning to you as a testimony, I want you to type in the comment box, I shall testify in the name of Jesus. And you will surely testify in the name of Jesus. Let's pray as we get into God's word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for the privilege of hearing your voice. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. As your word comes forward, let it bring transformation. 
He says, and we all with open face beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Lord, as we behold your face in the glass of your word, in the mirror of your word, cause us to change from glory to glory. Thank you that this shall be the testimony of everyone watching this broadcast at this time or whatever time of their life. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Spirit of God, that lives are transformed. Everyone who has lost anything, anyone watching this broadcast who has lost anything or yet to lose anything, I speak forth supernatural restoration for them. As your wisdom is shared, cause their lost things to be restored in a greater dimension, in a greater fold. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Spirit of God, that it is done in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'm bringing our teaching to a close. So I'm doing part four. Your hair shall grow again. You can type in the comment box, my hair is growing again. Your hair shall grow again. Now come with me to our text. Judges chapter 16 verse 19. Judges 16, 19 to 22. Then she lured him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his hair. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself there free. But he did not know that the law had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. However, the hair of his head began to grow after it was shaven. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaven. I know that God is speaking to you right now. Whoever is watching me at this time, whoever is tuning into this broadcast at this time, whoever is watching this video, I speak prophetically to you as God's servant and prophet over your life that your hair will grow again. That failed marriage, it will come back again. That failed business, it will come back again. That spiritual vibrancy you have lost, you will regain it. In the name of Jesus, that man who walked out of your life, God will cause a better man to come into your life. That woman who said no to you, a better woman will say yes to you. That visa that was refused, you will be offered multiple visas by the same embassy. In the name of Jesus, your hair is certainly growing again. The exam you fail, you go and sit back the same exam and you pass it with a grand, in a grand style. That shall be your testimony in the name of Jesus. That job that sent you home, you will set up your own business as a result of that and you will end up earning more and more and employing multitudes. Your hair will grow again. I prophesy that to your life. I prophesy that to your family. I prophesy whatever COVID-19 has made you lose, I declare to you as God's servant and prophet over your life, I declare that your hair will grow again in the mighty name of Jesus. However, Samson's hair began to grow again. We have looked at 
what the hair represented and we touched on 10 important reasons, possible reasons why people lose their hair. In the life of Samson, we saw that a number of things accounted for the loss of his hair. We looked about 10 of them. And then, yesternight, we touched on five things, five valuable things Samson lost as a result of the loss of his hair. When Samson lost his hair, it was not just the loss of his hair that was traumatic or disastrous to his destiny, but it was the things that accompanied the loss of his hair. When Samson lost his hair, something that was valuable was lost. But much more, something he didn't know, more than the hair, had been lost. Sometimes you lose. Maybe in a marriage, a marriage fails and you lose your husband. You may have lost the husband, but sometimes people lose not the effect, the consequences of the loss or the failure of the marriage. is felt many years after the person that left you may have left. Because there are other things you lost. It was not just the marriage that you lost. But sometimes you lose your dignity. You lose your self-worth. There are some women that sometimes suffer rejection in marriage to the extent that they find it very difficult to accept themselves. So long after the abuser has left, you realize that you are not together. Your, your, your self-esteem, your confidence is gone. Whatever losses they may be, be it emotional, financial, spiritual, I speak to you prophetically in this season that restoration is coming to you in Jesus' precious name. So, we said Samson lost five important things. One was his relationship of fellowship with God. This was the most important thing. You, you, when you look at it, it may look like the loss of his hair was the most important. But actually, the loss of his hair was not as deadly as the loss of his relationship with God. The, the hair stood like a covenant between him and God. So when he lost his hair, he was actually losing out on his relationship with God. Something broke fellowship with God. And I'm telling you, no matter what you lose in this season, don't lose your God. Don't lose your God. Don't lose your God. Don't lose your God. Don't lose your faith in God. No matter what you lose. Because see, when you lose anything, but you have God, you can get everything back. What did Job not lose? He lost his family, he lost his businesses, he lost his health. I mean, he lost virtually everything he could depend on in the natural. But because he didn't lose God, he had everything back in a greater measure. Don't lose God. Something lost. The Bible says he did not know God had left him. God left. The reason why when he shook himself, he could not stand was because God had left. The reason why his strength was gone was because God had left. You see, sometimes when you are succeeding in the cause, you are succeeding in the business, you are tempted naturally to think that because of your strategy, your skill, your intelligence, that is making things work. Hey, be careful. Be careful. Because without God, you can do nothing. Without God. The Bible said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen wake but in vain. The loss of God is your greatest loss. As a child of God, you cannot lose God, but you can break fellowship with God because Jesus said, whosoever cometh to me, I shall in no wise cast out. So God will not cast you out. But sometimes, you, because you are inconsistent in fellowship, you are, you, are, you are not connecting or you are not working in obedience, it can break fellowship. And if it breaks fellowship, you become susceptible to all kinds of satanic attacks. May you receive grace to remain steadfast in your fellowship with God. The altar of prayer is the altar of fellowship. 
daily devotional, daily daily meditation upon the word, daily study and meditation upon the word helps you to fellowship with God on an intimate level. A lifestyle of worship helps you to fellowship with God. May you not break fellowship with God. Then he lost his strength. Samson lost his strength. And then he lost his vision. They took his eyes. Then he lost his freedom. They bound him in fetters and brought him, made him a prisoner. The Bible says in the book of Galatians, it says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. When you accepted Christ Jesus, he made you free. He has set you free from the law of sin and death. So you must take your stand that you are not going to be a victim. You are not going to allow yourself to become a victim of sin again. Samson lost his freedom. And then Samson lost his glory. These were very five important things Samson lost. And if you have lost your freedom, you have lost your vision, you have lost your liberty, you have lost your strength, you have lost your your fellowship with God. I pray that in this season, they shall be restored to you in the name of Jesus. In closing, we want to look at how to get your hair to grow again. How can you get your hair to grow again? What can you do? Is it just an act of God or there is a role you can play in it? How can you get your hair to grow again? Maybe your relationship has failed and you are contemplating on finding somebody else to marry. How can you organize yourself in such a way that when you find that person, you can move on and have a stable marriage. Maybe a relationship you were looking forward to entering marriage with it has failed. And all of a sudden, it looks like your wedding has, is, has come uh, crumbling down. How can you stand? How can you navigate your way forward? That's what I want to share with you in this uh, few minutes we have ahead of us. Now, there are six things you can do to get your hair to grow again. Number one, is to keep your life. Keep your life. In other words, don't kill yourself. Because you see, your hair can only grow again when you are alive. I've never seen a dead person who is uh, experiencing the things of life. No. Your hair can only grow again when you are alive. Maybe your marriage failed. You can only uh, succeed in another marriage should God give you the opportunity only when only and only when you are alive but when people lose their hair most of the time all kinds of things people respond to the loss of their hair in different ways some of them are very catastrophic and very sad there are people when when they lose their hair they decide oh it's not worth life is not worth living they lose their job they lose a child they lose a husband they lose a, a business and they say it's not worth living it's not life, it's not worth living. Let me just curse God and die. Some people commit suicide. Others decide to close up. They never want to open up. One relationship didn't work. And because that relationship didn't work, they have closed up. They are not ready to open their heart to any man again. Somebody cheated on them. So they have become very suspicious of every person around them. You see, when you do that, you may end up killing yourself. You know, when Samson lost his hair and he lost his vision, he lost his strength, he lost, listen, there was one thing he had, he had life. He was in prison, but he had life. His hair, his eyes were gone, but he had life. His strength was gone, but he had life. 
No wonder the Bible says in Job chapter 14, 14, Job said, ah, Job was a very wonderful guy. He said, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change comes. This was one of the reasons why Job survived all the things he survived. Because he knew that if he killed himself, there is no way he can see a brighter day tomorrow. I want you to know, no matter how your past has been, the past five months has been for you, the remainder of the year is better. God has better and greater plans in it for you than the months past. So you can't, you can't resign yourself and decide to just uh, take life easy. No. Keep your hope alive. Don't kill yourself. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 9.4, he said, there is hope only for the, to, for the living. As they say, it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. It's better to be a live dog than to be a dead lion. When you are dead, all your opportunities are gone. But when you are alive, God is a God of second, third, and fourth chance. And that God is giving you multiple chances in the name of Jesus. Number two, don't kill yourself. So the first one is that don't kill yourself. If you are going to get your head to grow again, don't kill yourself. You started a business as a fail. Don't say, I'm not cut out for business. No. It's not that. that is, why do you, how do you use one failure to explain your destiny? I'm not cut out for business. I don't think I'm designed to marry. When you take actions like this, you are just closing up your destiny and killing yourself. May God give you wisdom. Number two, don't blame God, yourself, others, or whatever cause the loss of your hair. Don't blame God. Don't blame God yourself, others, or whatever may have caused the loss of your head. You know, something could have, could have easily played the oldest game. I realized that the oldest game in life is the blame game. And it's the most dangerous game anyone can play. It's the oldest game. It started from Eden, when Adam first played it. Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice, I was afraid. He said, how did it happen? He said, the woman you gave me, that's where it started. The woman you gave me. Adam blamed God. If, why did you do that? The serpent you God created. So right from creation, man started blaming God. And there are people who are blaming God at this time. Why did he allow COVID-19 to happen? Couldn't he have stopped it? They are doing all kinds of things. There are people who are blaming marriage face and they are blaming their husband, their ex-husband. I've met people who are desiring to remarry. But when I look at the way they see every, the cause of the failure of the previous marriage as being the cause of their previous husband, I see just danger. I see raw danger. And I feel that they, they may not succeed in their next attempt. Because if once you begin to, you apportion blame, you, you fail to accept responsibility for your own part in it. Don't blame God. Job's wife told her, said, curse God and die. He's the cause of all of these things. Curse him and die. Don't blame God. Don't blame yourself. Oh, maybe I could have done things. Yes, it's true. You could have done things differently. But it's happened. It's happened already. It's of no use crying over a spilt milk. The milk is already on the ground. Forget it. Rise up and move on. Don't blame yourself. Stop blaming yourself. You have blamed yourself for too long. You fell into fornication. And you are still blaming yourself. Many years afterwards. Many years after you committed an abortion. Long before you got born again. 
Now you are married and the little challenge you are having, you are every time you are blaming yourself. Oh, secretly, nobody knows. Maybe if I had not done this, this would not have happened. Listen, God is able to make all things work together for your good. And let me tell you, it includes your mistakes. It includes your mistakes. God is able to make sense out of your mistakes. David sinned a great sin before God. He killed Bathsheba's husband. Uriah killed him. And then took the wife. Brought her home. Out of that, do you know the one who took over from uh, David as king and served as one of the greatest kings of Israel was Solomon. And Solomon was a product of David's mistake. That is how God can work with your mistakes. I don't want you to blame yourself. The blood of Jesus paid the ultimate price for any mistake you can ever commit. So at the cross, all your mistakes are there. At the cross, all your weaknesses are there. God knows every one of them. So stop, quit blaming yourself. That's what the Bible says. Uh, it gives us a liberty. In the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, you can't blame them in any way. You can't condemn them. Aren't you glad that there is no condemnation for you? I'm excited about that. There's no condemnation whatsoever. You sinned yesterday. When you wake up today, ask for mercy and move on. There's no condemnation for you. God does not record your past and he does not even consult your past in order to decide your future. Don't blame yourself. Number three, accept responsibility for whatever your role may have played, whatever role you may have played in the loss of your head and appeal to God for his mercy. This is also important. It's not it's not uh, like the opposite of what I said. It's important. There's a difference between accepting responsibility for your faults and blaming yourself for something that has happened. When you accept responsibility, you move on. Yes. Oh, this thing happened. I think I, I, I said this and this and this and this and this and I, did, I didn't say it well. Please pardon me. That's all. So, the moment you accept your responsibility, you accept responsibility, it's like you are moving on. But when you blame yourself, it's a, it's a different game altogether. Samson, the reason why Samson came to God, because he, he cried to God. Judges of the 16 verse 28. Then Samson called to God saying, Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray, and strengthen me. I pray just this once. Oh God. There was something Samson didn't know. He said just this once. No. No. God can give you multiple opportunities. In as much as you need to harness the opportunities God gives you and don't abuse them, you must understand that God is a God of first, second, third, and multiple chances. It should not be a license for you to misbehave. It should just give you comfort and assurance that no matter what happens, you can always come back to God. You can always come back to God. I don't know where how far how far you have gone, where you have gotten, whether in sin or wherever you find yourself. Maybe you have gone so far. You think you have gone so far in sin, you cannot be saved. You think that you have disobeyed God so much that he cannot bless you. Listen, it takes one decision to get everything turned around. Accept responsibility and then appeal to God for his mercy. That's what something did. I mean, I read Psalm 44 verse 26. He said, arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. That's what something cried for. He said, redeem me for your mercy's sake. So, accept responsibility and then appeal to God for his mercy. 
appeal to God for his mercy. You need the mercy of God. I mean, listen, one of the greatest gifts we have as a people, as children of God, or, and as humanity in general, is the mercy of God. The mercy of God. The Bible says in Lamentations, it's of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. It's of the Lord's mercies. It's of the Lord's mercy. It's not of your righteousness. It's not of your perfect, uh, your, your uprightness. It's not of your prayer life. As much as it's great to pray, it's not because of your effective Bible study. It's of the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed. For his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great is God's faithfulness. Accept God's mercy. Accept God's mercy. Appeal to his mercies. Every time. Look, you know the throne that Jesus is sitting on now? They call it the throne of grace. The throne. God is not sitting on the throne of judgment. There are some Christians who think that God is sitting on the throne of judgment. It's a narrow. God sits on the throne of grace. The judgment of condemnation he will sit on when the end of the age has come and is judging unbelievers. But for you as a child of God, there is only judgment of works for you. There is no judgment of condemnation. There is no judgment to hell for you. As a child of God, you must understand that God sits on the throne of grace for you. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So, this is your time of need. When you have lost your hair, it's a time of need. Come to the throne of mercy. Come to the throne of grace. Would you come? Would you come? You've been running away for far too long. This is the time to come. God is calling you. Come, my son. Come, my daughter. Wherever you have gotten to, he's calling you. Appeal to his mercies. David appealed to God's mercy. I have not seen anybody uh, reach out to God in mercy who was turned out, turned back in scripture. Everybody who appealed to mercy in scripture obtained mercy from God. There are those who would rather uh, decide to kill themselves like uh, Ahitophel did, like Judas did. There are some people who sometimes blame God for Judas. But you don't have to blame God for Judas. You have to blame Judas for Judas. Because it, what Judas did, it was a similar thing that uh, somebody like uh, Peter, who became the chief apostle, also did. He vowed to Jesus three times, I will not disown you. But for every time he vowed that he will not disown Jesus, he also disowned him. So he disowned him three times. But when Jesus rose up, because Peter forgave himself, the first person Jesus asked for when he resurrected from the dead, he said, go and tell Peter and the apostles. Can you imagine? The man who rejected him most, disowned him most, betrayed him most, when he needed him most, he was the first person. That's how merciful God is. Appeal to his mercies. Accept responsibility, appeal to his mercies. Number four, ignore your mockers. Ignore your mockers. Ignore your mockers. Listen, you must understand that any time you lose your hair, people will mock you. When you lose your hair, there are people who will mock you. And it's natural. There are people who mock you. They don't understand. Some of them will blame you for it. Some of them will accuse you. They will say all kinds of things and they will mock you. And you remember when Samson lost his head, the Bible said they took him and they brought him into prison house and then they used him as an object of mockery. He became an object of mockery. By word and a proverb. He used to entertain them. He was their comedian. They were mocking him. But your Bible and my Bible says, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, 
Micah chapter 7 verse 8, I shall arise. And when I, fall, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. You see, when you are a child of God, nobody can write you off. That's why you must never write yourself off. Your mockers, are, they were mocking something because they never thought his hair could grow back. They never thought. They never thought that something could be a mother. They never uh, uh, could be a father. Maybe some people have concluded you can never have a child. You can never. You can never marry. You can never have a business. You can never have a good job. Now, it's because they don't know that you serve a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all the things that you can ask or think. When something's hair began to grow, they didn't even see it. But his hair began, they, they thought that they had finished him. Took his eyes so he couldn't see what was happening. Took his hair, which was a symbol of his power. And they felt it was over for something. But when men said it was over for something, God was just about starting for, for him. I want you to know, in any area people have written you off, God is just about starting with you. A lady wrote you off, God is about starting with you. Your husband wrote you off, God is about starting with you. A new beginning is coming for you. Not just a new beginning, a new and a better beginning. He said, behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness. Ignore your mockers. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. Though he falleth, he shall not be utterly cast down. In the book of Proverbs, he said, the righteous man falleth seven times. Seven times he shall rise again. I see you rising from every fall. Keep your hope alive, number five. As I close, keep your hope alive, no matter what. The Bible says, to him that is joined to the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. If your hair is going to grow again, you must keep hope alive. Abraham believed in hope that against hope, he staggered not at the promise of God. We are told in Romans chapter 4. But against hope, he believed in hope that he became a father of many nations. And so, it happened that Abraham became a father of many nations. You have to have hope. Nothing should let you lose your hope. Job said in the book of Job 14, 7 to 9, he said, for though there is hope of a tree, there is hope for a tree. And let me tell you, you are a tree of righteousness. For you as a child of God, there is hope for you. He said, he, blessed is the man that walking out in the castle of the ungodly, not standing in the way of sinners, not sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of love, and his law, he, may, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He said there is hope of a tree that if it be cut off, it cut down, it will sprout again, and that the tender breed thereof shall not cease. Though the root thereof was old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Ayoko shinga dabakata. Die in the ground. Yet through the scent of water. And the scent of water is the word of God. The word of God ministers hope. Through the scent of water. Through the word of God. Which is water. Hope comes. That's why every time we hear the word of God like you are hearing me now. Hope is coming to you. We are told in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 4. That the word of God is a vital source of hope. Romans 15 4. He says, for what, whatsoever things were written aforetime was written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The reason why you are hopeless is because you don't know the word of God. You don't know God, what God has said about you. You don't know the, the future God has spoken about you. So you have just, you are not hoping to be prosperous. You are not hoping to do well in life. You are not hoping to succeed in life because you don't know the word of God. The word of God administers hope. 
Every time the sound word of God is preached, hope comes alive. And I see your hope coming alive. Keep your hopes alive. That's why you need to listen to the right word. You meditate on the word of God. Study it. Because that way, you keep your hope alive. So keep your hope alive no matter what. Keep it alive. And then finally, patiently wait on God as he causes your hair to grow again. Patiently wait on God. Judges 16.22, patiently wait on God as he causes your hair to grow again. The Bible says, however, 16.22, however, the hair of his hair began to grow again after it had been shaven. Listen, the growth of your hair, though certain, may not be instantaneous. As for the growth of your hair, it is certain. The Bible says, when you fall, you shall rise. So it is certain. The righteous shall not be utterly cast down. That means your rising up again is certain. But it may not be instant. Your business may not boom. Boomerang all of a sudden. You may not have a very solid, stable relationship. All of a sudden. Another man may not just quickly come and propose to you. But you must patiently wait on God. And sometimes that's where people lose it. They lose their hair and they want everything fixed. Within the next two, one week, within the next, and when they are not seeing progress like that, they think that is not uh, so with God. But let me tell you, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And look at it. They shall run and they, they shall, they shall, look at what it says. He said, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord. So when you wait, your strength is renewed. So patiently, you have to wait. Learn to wait. A lot of people who lose their patience. He was a rich man before. And then something happened and he lost some money. And because he cannot patiently go through the process, that way, refine his character for him to get his money back again. He resorts to uh, juju. He resorts to occultic means. No. Look at what the Bible says as I close. It's Psalm 40, 40 verse 1. It said, I waited patiently on the Lord. I call Shanda Dabakato. I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined his ear unto me and heard my cry. He brought me out also out of an horrible pit, out of a merry clay and set my feet upon the rock and established my goings. When we wait on God, God lifts us up. He lifts you up and I see him lifting you up. He will not just lift you up, but he will establish your going. In other words, when you, he establishes your going, so that you won't fall again. When a person's goings are established, they don't fall again. When a child is trying to stand, they stand before, they stand before, they try to take a step before. But when they begin to stand on their feet, now they are able to stand without holding anything. He says, he brings you out of America. He establishes your going. Let me tell you, after this season, when your hair begins to grow again, your season, your, 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 you shall be super established. Nothing shall shake you anymore. In the name of Jesus, I welcome you to the finest hour of your life. I welcome you to the finest season of your life. Your hair is growing again. And it's growing again in the process of time is growing again. Some of you is growing in the next two months. Some of you is growing this week. Some of you is it may grow before the year ends. But by all means, I want you to know, no matter what you have lost in this season, God will do a quick work and your hair, which you lost, shall grow again. The Lord bless you for being part of this broadcast. I want you to share it with friends. Anybody who 
you know is going through any challenge of a sort. It's a prophetic message of hope that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart to just share it with you at this time. And I believe it's been a blessing in your life. Maybe you are watching this broadcast, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to be born again. Pray this prayer with me. To him that is joined to the living, there is hope. How do you get joined to the living? By accepting the living hope, which is Jesus Christ. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I admit I'm a sinner. And I confess that you died for me. I believe with my heart that you rose again for my salvation. Thank you for saving me and making me your own. Thank you, Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus. By faith, I believe I'm saved. I'm now a child of God in Jesus' mighty name. If you pray that prayer in faith, I want you to send us a message at WhatsApp. We really want to know how you are doing and be part of your joy in your journey with God. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord be gracious to you. Watch over you and favor your cause. In the name of Jesus, tell I see you on Sunday. Remain blessed as your hair continues to grow and know that you are deeply, deeply, deeply loved. Pastor Afuaka has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuaka, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuaka on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9 a.m. and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you. Hey!